everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Literally Heinous, my podcast that I just made up in my head one day. Um, I don't have a ton of rhyme or reason for this, so you really just have to bear with me on this one. I do want to talk about the events that led to this happening. So basically, about like two months ago, I went to LA for a work trip. I was only sp- I was only there for one day for work. And I ended up extending and staying two nights in LA by myself. And I had the most, like, I had the biggest creative revival that I've honestly ever had in my entire life. Um, So if you know me, I've always been a pretty creative person. Like throughout high school, I was always writing um, or doing theater. In college, I was also writing a lot and doing improv comedy. And then post-graduation... I've really just been working and like, well, it's the pandemic. So like I couldn't do that much. And something about doing improv as an adult always like really turned me off. Like I loved improv when I was in college because I was with all my friends and we'd meet up after class and we would like practice and have shows and like have parties. And like, we were all the same age and we were all so much fun. But the thought of like doing an improv set with some like 45 year old man whose boss told them that like improv would make them better at public speaking and we just like have different comedy references like they're weird they're gross like it's just not ideal to me so that's like why I haven't done it and also I've like been living in Detroit and everything is just like slightly subpar so sorry to Detroit no offense um but when I was in LA I met so many amazing people and just like being around all that creative energy I just realized that I need to be like doing something more creative. And then I went to Tybee Island with my family. And then that was when I like had the idea that to just like start this podcast because I am the biggest podcast listener, like literally can't be alone with my own thoughts. And for the last year, I'm always like, I wish I had a podcast. I wish I could talk about this. I wish I could talk about that. Like, I wish I had like someone that would like listen to me, but like I didn't. And then when I was in Tybee, I just realized like, why not me? Like, why not start this as a creative outlet? So that is what brought me here. Um, Literally heinous is a phrase that I say a lot to describe something gross or something that I don't like. Um, So that's how I got the name. And I envision this podcast as being a lot of like pop culture and celebrity updates, but also talking about things in my life that are bothering me or things like observations that I'm having or just anything I want to get off my chest. Um, So after my creative revitalization, when I was in Tybee, I realized that like I need to stop drinking for like a month to like figure out literally heinous. So last year in 2021, I did a dry month, dry December and had like the best experience of my life. Like it was so much fun. And I had such a God complex, like waking up, not hungover. It was such a great feeling. And in December, I was going to a ton of comedy shows on the weekends because I like didn't really have anything else to do. And like, you don't have to drink at them. Like, it's not like going to a bar. And that, and then, I, and that was when I was like on TikTok a lot. And I think that like there's a huge correlation with my creativity and not drinking, which kind of sucks because I'm 24. I'll be 25 in a few days. So much of my social life revolves around alcohol. And I don't care if that makes me sound like an alcoholic when I say it, like it's true. Like that's what we do. We go to bars and concerts and parties and like, I love to go out. I love to get dressed up. Like I love 
having fun and meeting people. So like being sober is not sustainable for me. Um, but I do think like I can definitely do the tea breaks. So like I was sober for like half of September and half of October working on the podcast and I recorded two episodes. They're up right now. David Dobrik. Also, I want to apologize in advance because that was the first one that I recorded and I didn't know that like I didn't have to like swallow the mic. So it's borderline ASMR and I tried to cut out as many as the, the like lip smacks and like, I don't know, I did my best. I honestly like might re-record it. And then my other one is on like um, the parents of Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray because it's something that I'm interested in. Um, so I like recorded those, I edited those. And then my social life came back on track in like mid-October. Okay, my sober month was cut short by one weekend because one of the execs at my company gave me his free tickets to the Michigan State-Ohio State game. So it would obviously be rude to turn him down. And I obviously like couldn't be sober at a football game. So that's why it was cut short that weekend. But I did, did give myself some grace because I'd already recorded two episodes and I thought that I did a really good job. So, okay, so then... I, my last few weekends since re-entering society, coming out of hibernation, have been so much fun. I've been going out a ton. Jack and I went to this one wedding, um, and it was so much fun. It was one of those, it was like the first wedding of the friend group, and we stayed up till like 4 a.m. hanging out in like the hotel room. There was like 30 of our friends in the hotel room, so that was so much fun. My hair like seriously looked amazing that night. Like I honestly can't get over it. I'm obsessed with my haircut. Cutting my hair was the best decision I've ever made in my life. I've toyed around with doing it for literally six months and I'm so happy with it. Like it's already grown back a little, so I need to cut it again. And this is just like your sign if you're thinking about making a drastic haircut. I simply cannot recommend it enough. I think like everybody needs to cut their hair. And I think it's kind of like embarrassing like when you like don't make a drastic change every once in a while. So that's my announcement on cutting hair. Okay, and then two weekends ago, we went to Theater Bazaar. So Theater Bazaar is a Halloween party that's in Detroit every year. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's been around for quite some time and really has like a cult following. It's not like a traditional Halloween party where like maybe you get like a few drinks at the bar and people are dressed up as like referees or someone from The Hangover. Theater Bazaar is legit as fuck. So Jack and I went in 2019 and we were like a magician and a bunny. And it was like so cute. Jack was a bunny. It was adorable. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and immediately when we went in, I was like, holy shit, like this is not a run-of-the-mill Halloween party. It's at this place in Detroit called the Masonic Temple, which is this huge venue. And it takes up eight different floors. And each floor has like three or four different rooms and it's basically like a carnival kind of, but for adults. And it's very like satanic vibes, like hail Zombo is what they say. Um, and it's super like freak show-esque. So the people that work at the event, they're all in character. Like everything is about your character, who you're dressed up as. People don't wear costumes. They dress up as like concepts and people make their own costumes. Like you don't go to spirit and buy some like little bob the builder costume like you like make your own costume it's like reminiscent it's like derivations of different like things in society um it is the most fun 
place in the world, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Like if you're a little bit like conservative or you don't, you get kind of freaked out by like scary stuff or like clowns, it's definitely not for you. There's tons and tons of clowns there. It feels very much like the greatest showman kind of with uh, Hugh Jackman and kind of like this, I don't know, like early 19th century carnival freak show type vibe. Like nobody's on their phones. You kind of get like shamed a little bit if you're on your phones and the way to navigate the event is in like groups of two or even to go by yourself a lot of people go by themselves because it's it's more of just an experience than a party like a party doesn't even like do it justice and there's different people scattered around who work the event and they're like they can like come up to you and ask you for something or like you ask them for something there's all these different like hidden codes and like secret messages and like if you get it you get it if you don't, you don't kind of thing. Like if you come in dressed as like, I don't know, like David Bowie and you hang out at the bar and listen to the DJ all night, like that's totally fine. But there's other people that spend months working on their costumes and they're like there to find the secret rooms and the secret passageways. So that's one of the rumors is that you, there's like secret rooms in Theater Bazaar. And if you get like spotted by someone that works at the event, they can like ask you to show them something or tell them a story or like do something for them. And if they like it, then they'll give you a token and they don't tell you like what the token does. And like the hopes are like somehow throughout the night that you'll just like find out what to do with that token. So of course, all night I was like fiending for a token, which is what you're not supposed to do. Like there's literally signs all over Theater Bazaar that say like, the best comes to those who aren't looking or whatever, which is basically an illusion to like, don't be a dick. Like if like something will come to you if it's meant to. And I wasn't like doing anything nefarious. Like I wasn't asking for tokens. That's like a huge faux pas. But I was like really hoping in my head that like I would get a token. Unfortunately, I did not. But I did hear that someone did get a token and they like held on to it all night, didn't know what it was for. And then just like randomly asked one person was like, hey, like, do you know what this token is? And they like, they're like, oh my God, like it becomes this whole thing. And they like whisk them away to this private room. And it's like this dimly lit room. And there's like a king and a queen sitting on this throne. And there's like this small, like straw, like uh, one of the like IV things that like goes into your arms, but like the thing that like holds the fluid, like the straw that is going up the king's nose, out the other side, into the queen's nose, out the other side of her nose and there's a liquid going through that straw in their noses coming out the other side and then they ask the person to drink it super crazy so that was a rumor that I heard from someone earlier that day before that we were at theater bazaar Jack and I like we saw these people eating cider in a park and they were like do you guys want some cider and we were like yeah sure and we told them what we were doing and then he told us that story so I don't know I kind of found like all day in theater bazaar like I was talking to people either before or at the event and they all just like knew something or had like a funny story it's just I can't explain it but the whole vibe of the night just felt like a scavenger hunt like one thing after another one story after another that's why like I just I can't recommend going in groups of two or just by yourself enough like if I was like tracking down my friends all night like it's just not the vibe so there's a clown show this clown who I recognized from 2019 my other like theater bizarre story 
So this was three years ago. Um, I went with Jack and a few of our friends and everyone was in the bathroom and I was waiting by this table. One thing about Theater Bazaar, it's dedicated or sorry, it's decorated like tables with candy corn and jars of orange saltwater taffy and like those um, like really tall melted candlesticks like everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So standing by the candy corn table eating candy corn and this like girl, she's dressed as a clown. She comes up to me. She's like, I don't remember what she was saying. We were just kind of talking. And then she takes one of the Twizzlers. So they have these like those pull and peel Twizzlers, but like uh, split into like thinner rolls. So it's in like a little roll. She takes the Twizzler, unravels it. So it's just in a little string. And then she like is putting it in her mouth, pulling it out of her mouth, like sucking on it, like right in front of me. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that's cool. And then she takes the Twizzler and like shoves it up her nose and then she pulls it out of her mouth and starts flossing with the Twizzler, like in her nose, out of her mouth. And I'm standing there like in shock, like my jaws on the floor. No one is around to see this. Then she pulls the Twizzler, like snakes it out of her mouth, dangles it over my mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, please no, please no, please no. And then she like laughed and walked away. So that is something that's burned into my brain forever. But I always tell people that story about Theater Bazaar because it's just the perfect like encapsulation of what the event is like if you're just hanging out by yourself and just like chilling like things will just like happen to you and like you just can't even like no one will believe you so we were like in one of the rooms and there was a clown show going on and I recognized that it was the Twizzler girl from last year and she is just an incredible performer like she like did the mimes she was like miming and she was like doing all this crazy stuff she was doing like a spit show And she's like playing with spit in her mouth and like spitting it out and like slurping it back up. And then she calls someone over. He obviously worked at the event and she has him lay down on the stage with his mouth open and she like dangles the spit and like slurps it back up into his mouth and spits into his mouth. It was disgusting, but it was so funny. And like he obviously worked there. They wouldn't do that to just like a normal patron. Um, there's an observatory. So they're like a silent room in a satanic chapel with like some satanic rituals going on, people in cloaks. That was really fun. There's burlesque shows, there's juggling shows, magic shows. There's like this little swing thing, um, where I was actually invited to go on it. And these people like call me over and they're like, do you want to ride on the swing? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go sit on the swing and I look up and I realize that there's a pulley just above me and the pulley is attached to a rope on someone's back and the rope is attached to two little knife hooks that are sunk into the skin of somebody's back. So this man has blood all over his back, these little hooks into his skin and when he walks forward, he pulls me on the swing and swings me back and forth using the skin on his back. I was shocked. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I'm hurting him. And they were like, you're fine. I was like, this is insane. So that was Theater Bazaar in a nutshell, basically. It goes by so incredibly fast. I think we walked in at 10 and I remember like we're having so much fun. We went with like Zoe and her boyfriend and we like split off with them like an hour in. And then I looked at the time and it was midnight and I was like, great, we have so much more time. And then like 30 minutes later, Jack is like, should we go? And I'm like, oh my God, don't be ridiculous. And it was three in the morning. Time just went by so fast. I did not want to leave. 
It was seriously like the best time of my life. I was literally looking forward to this for like two years. Like I was so excited and it did not disappoint. So that was Theater Bazaar and it was so much fun. Like I know I've said that a thousand times, but just something about like the no phones, like it's just kind of one thing after another, just like waiting for things to happening to happen to you and just kind of letting things happen to you that I really enjoy. And it's all about just putting good energy out there and like having a cool aura about you and things just like happening for you that I just, I really appreciate it. So this is why I can't be sober for the rest of my life because I just, I like to do fun things like this. And yes, of course you could say like, well, you don't need to drink at them, but honestly, like sometimes you do. And I don't feel ashamed for that. So I'm just in this like constant push and pull of like, I want to go out. I love going out. I have fun when I go out, but I also love like staying in on the weekends, not drinking and like working on the podcast. I had so much fun working on this just like by myself and staying in. And you can say like, well, why don't you like go out and have like one drink? But it's not the same. Like I can't really describe it, but like having like one drink is still like drinking. And maybe I'm like brainwashed by AA because like everyone's single person in my family is in it. Like it's black and white to me. And I might change my mind on this in a few years. So like whatever, but I don't know. Like I just, if I'm going to just go out, this is like such a bad mentality and like, but if I go out and just like have one drink, like, what's the point of that? I might as well just like stay sober. And then I could just be like, I've been sober for like however long, or I might as well just drink and have a good time. So that's my philosophy on that. So maybe I'll just start doing like every other month. I don't know. Stay tuned. Um, and we'll come up with an answer. Other exciting things. Taylor Swift came out with an album last week. It's always a big deal when Taylor Swift comes out with an album because it it's kind of just like a cultural reset every time. And because the whole world gets involved with it, like everyone is making memes, every like company is in on it just because it's such a cultural shift that like everyone just kind of gets up on it. It determines the trends for the next like few months. It determines what's popular on TikTok. It like determines everyone's Instagram captions. Um, but it's always like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a new shift in my life, which I can always appreciate because she'll have new songs out that like, okay, let me think of how to phrase this. So it takes me a really long time to start liking an album, which is why I don't understand all these freaks on TikTok. Like the like hour after Taylor Swift drops an album, they stay up too. Like I literally go to bed at like 10. I can't stay up until midnight. They're already ranking their favorites. And I'm like, how do you know? Because I can listen to like any album one time and every single song sounds the same to me until I listen to them all at least like, 10 times or form an emotional connection to them. Like right now, Midnight's has been out for one week and I'm kind of just starting to like differentiate them. I'm like a kitten who's like kind of starting to like open their eyes. Um, and it helps like when I like read the lyrics. So like listening to the songs while reading the lyrics really helps me or like music videos. So like she just dropped a music video for one of the songs and it was one of the songs that sounded like every other one. But now that I've seen the music video, now I can like actually appreciate the song. Another cool thing about Taylor Swift and I guess music in general is that like I an album can be out for like a year and I'll have skips on it and just songs that I didn't really like the first few go around. So I just kind of start skipping them once I get used to the album. 
And every once in a while, I'll be in a situation where I'm listening to the album and I can't change the song. So I'm like forced to listen to it. And I'm like, oh my God, like how have I been skipping this lyrical masterpiece? I have this like vivid memory from when I was a kid and I was listening to Lindsay Lohan's album Rumors. And I'd had the the CD for like, I don't know, a year. And I discovered this one song on it called Over, like after I had it for a year. And as a child, I was convinced that somebody from her management team snuck into my room while I was sleeping and replaced the CD with the new CD with that track. Because I was like, there's no way that I missed this musical masterpiece the first time I heard this song. Like, there's no way. Like, I remember hearing it and like as a kid like thinking like okay how could this have possibly like slipped in there like okay someone must have like snuck into my room like that's the only plausible explanation and that happens with Taylor Swift all the time which is why I'm not really in a rush to like get to know the album like I know I'll get to know it at some point but discovering a song like that's not new is so such a like sweet treat um I really have that with this one song from her like third most recent album called Evermore. The album's called Evermore. The song is called Long Story Short. I just like, I always skipped it. And I was on TikTok one day and like someone pointed out lyrics to me and I was like, oh wow, what a nice little poetic measure. Like what song is that from? And I realized it was from the song that I always skipped. And I was like, what? So then I went back and listened to it. And like, now I became obsessed with that song because that song at like, in these lines, I'll tell, tell you the lines in a second, but one theme that Taylor Swift explores a lot is this like version of karma that's not like something bad happening because like they did something bad or like getting revenge. It's like this version of karma that like if you just kind of like if someone wrongs you, if someone like did something bad to you, you can kind of just like sit back and just like keep taking the high road and just do your own thing and life will eventually give them what's coming. And I really like that measure because that's something that I like have realized as an adult. A lot of times instead of like someone doing something bad and me like telling everybody to like make them hate that person, if I just kind of like chill for a sec, like eventually like other people start to realize. It's like when, I don't know, in a friend group or some sort of social situation where someone new is in the scene and everyone's like obsessed with this person, like this person is so popular, like everyone loves them. The whole time you're like getting a weird vibe. You don't really like this person, but you can't really explain why, like they're sketchy. Like I've found like in those situations, if I just like keep my mouth shut, like people will start to be like, hey, have you ever noticed that this person's like kind of shitty? And it's such a like gratifying feeling to just, you know, like take the high road and like you're not talking shit, you're not like doing anything bad, but like eventually like people will like be able to see through shit. So the line in the song, long story short, is past me, I want to tell you not to get lost on these petty things. Your nemeses will defeat themselves before you get the chance to swing. And I don't know, I just like I love that part and I find myself like, quoting that to my friends a lot as annoying as that is like they're talking about how someone treated them badly like like a coworker or a friend or a boyfriend and I'm just like I'm telling you like don't get lost on these petty things like they will find a way to self-destruct if you just like sit there and just like 
be a good person and keep doing you, like eventually everything will work out. Long story short was a bonus track and Taylor Swift notoriously, in my opinion, puts the best songs on like the bonus tracks so they don't even get like the real recognition. Like one of her other songs that's my favorite from the album preceding Evermore is called The Lakes. And I, it's like one of the most beautifully written songs. The song reads like a poem and it's just a testament to her songwriting capabilities and how she's able to just use like the biggest words and biggest phrases and weave them into a song so effortlessly. She says at one point in the lyrics, like, um, I bathe in cliffside pools with my calamitous love and insurmountable grief. Like who the heck can even like interweave that into a song? Um, but anyways, like, I love that part of Taylor Swift and like she sings a lot about revenge and that kind of like sexy get back at you way. But I think the most compelling way that she can sing about revenge is the way in long story short. Um, And she obviously has a lot of revenge to do like with Kanye and with everything with like Scooter Braun. Um, One song that she has on the new album is called Vigilante Shit. And there's this one line, she kind of tells the story about how like someone wronged her and how she's dressing for revenge. And she's like, I gave the envelope to your ex-wife. Picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife. She's so pretty in her Mercedes Benz. Um, And, you know, maybe it's not about like Kim and Kanye or Scooter and his wife. It's probably just her like writing songs about like other experiences that like people have or experiences that she makes up in her head but it's still fun to like theorize and I'm not nearly as crazy I'm not even like on the Taylor Swift level of fans like I am a mere novice maybe not novice I'm like intermediate but some people are absolutely insane um I will say it does get a little bit tiring just being like completely inundated with Taylor Swift stuff like the months after an album but it's still fun and I wouldn't have it any other way Okay, I'm going to leave it at here for this one session because I just recorded 25 minutes pretty much all in one take, which is incredibly impressive. Um, But thank you for listening. If you listened this far, I'm not making any commitments on when I'll release episodes. Um, I hope to do it on like a bi-weekly, every other week cadence. Um, But I have a full-time job, obviously, and a booming social life. So like no promises. Thank you so much for listening. Please give me any ideas for any episodes or celebrity deep dives. And I look forward to hearing from you guys soon.